Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our service of Sunday morning prayer, which uh, this Sunday would usually have come from the Church of St. Mary Westgate. This is the first Sunday of Easter, and as we begin in this Easter tide to reflect upon the days immediately after the resurrection, we open our worship with our first hymn, Breathe on me, breath of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. We have come together in the name of Christ to offer our praise and thanksgiving, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world, and to seek the forgiveness of our sins, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may give ourselves to the service of God. Jesus says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. So let us turn away from our sin and turn to Christ, confessing our sins together in penitence and in faith. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord our God, creator and redeemer of all. To you be glory and praise for ever. From the waters of chaos you drew forth the world, and in your great love fashioned us in your image. Now, through the deep waters of death, you have brought your people to new birth by raising your Son to life in triumph. May Christ your light ever dawn in our hearts as we offer you our sacrifice of thanks and praise. Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. Our first reading is taken from Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 14. On the day of Pentecost, Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know, this man handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, 
for he is at my right hand so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover my flesh will live in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would put one of his descendants on his throne. Foreseeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of all that we are witnesses. Our second reading is taken from the first letter of Peter. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, though perishable, is tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Our gradual hymn this morning is The Strife is O'er, The Battle Done. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. When it was evening, on the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, 
unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put the finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of Christ. I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of my companions during lockdown has been Simon Sharma's book, Rembrandt's Eyes, which in common with all Sharma's output is meticulously researched. In this case, it is also sumptuously illustrated, but very weighty. You need time to settle with one of his tomes. Often, they come in two volumes, for example, Citizens or The History of the Jews. But just now, time is, I suppose, something we do have. So I have settled to tackle the 750 pages. History of art books are a joy to read. And one of the things they do is teach you to see. For example, in the section on Rubens, Sharma discusses a painting. The Trinity adored by the Duke of Mantua and his family. At first glance, it does exactly what it says on the tin. In the lower half of the picture are the Duke, his mother and other family members, on a balcony, looking into the upper half, where the Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Ghost, are to be seen. Now, Sharma explains that the rules pertaining in those times stipulated that the Holy Trinity could only be seen by apostles or saints, among whose number the Duke of Mantua was not. A careful look at the painting shows that the Trinity are depicted on tapestry, so that the Duke and his family are exonerated. There is a perfectly painted edge, and since the top of the material is held up by angels, it should really have been clear enough. All three of our readings this morning are about learning to see for what should have been clear enough, that is, the resurrection of Jesus, seems to need elaboration for us to truly receive it. The modern lectionary takes us immediately, this, the first Sunday after Easter, to the passage in Acts where Peter is addressing the crowd on Pentecost morning. This is rather strange, for we know that we have to wait another 40 days for the coming of the Holy Spirit. But the church has decided to mandate this reading now. It's true, by the way, you have no choice. The reading from Acts must be either the first or the second reading. Peter, in his speech, summarises Jesus' ministry. A man attested by God with deeds of power, wonders and signs. 
he relates his death and then proclaims his resurrection. God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Peter, with raised voice, says, Listen, you Israelites, look at the resurrection and see what it means. The church has put this reading here chronologically too soon, and he's saying to us, Listen, you Christians, look at the resurrection and see what it means. Jesus also understood that the act of resurrection would not of itself be enough. For when the disciples are hidden away for fear, even so soon after the event, Jesus appears to them. He makes them look at the details of the wounds in his hands and side and says, look, you disciples, see what I'm giving you. And then Peter's letter written sometime in the 60s AD, reminds us of our difficulty, that unlike Peter, we have not seen him. And so our faith, without having seen, is more precious than gold, tested and tried by tribulations and troubles. Our faith has to be secured against them. We have to love him, although we have not seen him. We need to rejoice still in the resurrection, even if it were so long ago. Rubens cannot paint a picture of us adoring the Trinity, for we are indeed neither apostles or saints. But nonetheless, we can learn and teach ourselves to believe and see Jesus Christ resurrected at the right hand of the Father. Amen. We join together in affirming our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, Jesus our Lord, as we wait for the day of Pentecost, for the sending of your Holy Spirit, help us to live out your word in our conversations, our work, our actions and our thoughts. 
keep us each close to you, together in shared prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for the scientists and researchers conducting trials of vaccines and drugs to help treat the COVID-19 virus, for their thought leadership and the willingness of so many to participate in testing. Lord, inspire these people with ideas and inventiveness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for all those unused to being cut off from others, those whose work and lives thrive on our human gregarious nature, and whose mental health is affected by these days of isolation. Let us find new ways of sharing and for caring for one another. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Most loving God, our health professionals in all sectors are in the forefront of our minds. Their skills and caring presence are valued by each and every patient and their relatives. Lord, help those who manage the complex needs of hospitals and care homes find the right and quick ways to support and protect nurses, carers and doctors. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In a moment of quiet, we bring all those who are ill to you. Lord, give them strength and courage in their illnesses. Draw alongside them and let them feel your healing touch. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father above, we bring before you the families and friends of those who have recently lost loved ones, many who we do not know. And in this benefice we remember especially the friends and family of Chris Jacklin, Cynthia Thompson, Gayton Taylor and William Weatherall. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Isn't Christ who said, Blessed are they who have not seen, yet have believed. Grant us this blessing, that by walking in faith, we may evermore rejoice in you. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. We conclude by saying together, the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 
our closing hymn is Crown Him With Many Crowns. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those you love, and remain with you always. Amen.